0: Welcome back to Breakaway Wealth. I'm your host, Jim Oliver, and I have a special guest today, Mindy Rosser, who's in sunny Hawaii. Is it sunny there, Mindy?
1: It is sunny. Yes. How did I know? (laughs) (laughs) It's a good guess. It's a good guess.
0: (laughs) So, Mindy, tell us a little bit about yourself. Obviously, I gave it away that you live in Hawaii.
1: Yes. Yeah, so I'm based on Oahu in Hawaii. And I guess what I do for my day job and I really enjoy connecting people on LinkedIn. So I help uh, business owners, consultants, marketing agencies, um, thought leaders really build up their presence on LinkedIn and get connected with their ideal prospects and target audiences. It's a lot of fun. I find that it's it's really empowering to get people connected authentically, um, organically, and really help people get into conversations. So I do that with Mindy Rosser Marketing and The Conversion Company. If you're curious, you can look it up.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, I want to talk more about that. But I want to start off with um, I remember when you first became a client of Create Tailwind, and you really impressed me with your questions and your due diligence that you did kind of on your own. And then we gave you some resources, too, to help add to this. But kind of that process that you went through, um, kind of deciding that infinite banking was right for you, but then now, how many years later, how how it feels now, and especially maybe going through some of the weird times that we're going through right now.
1: Yes, I think when I came to you, it was after I had talked to a couple other consultants, people who done IBC, I listened to probably a couple hundred podcasts related to topics on IBC and other investing strategies. And what I was really looking for was something that would work for my family and for my business. and I was looking for a way that felt I think, in some terms like safe um, in that I was investing in something that I understood. So I think reading um, Nelson Nash's book was really, really helpful. Just going through it a couple of times, listening to all of your podcasts though, before I even spoke with you, just diving into your podcast and really educating myself on IBC um, and the benefits that it would provide my family. and. Presenting it to my husband was really quite interesting too, and just getting him on board and helping him understand the concepts and the basics and the foundation to IBC. And I think what it's brought to me, what it, what it brought to me then, was just a way to get started. First of all, on saving, so really building that foundational um, baseline for my family and that stability. After getting out of debt, it's like, okay, what what is our next step? What do we do next? Um, and what I found with IBC was that, okay, I can start saving, but then I can actually use that money to fund other investments and other endeavors to purchase cars. You know, if you want to save for a house, you can use that towards our down payment. And so there are just so many other ways to use the funds that made sense to me. And that also provide us that long-term peace of mind. Like I'm not worried about retirement now. It's like, oh, all I need to do is fund my IBC policies, use them appropriately. And I'm set. And I think for me, that peace of mind is probably one of the biggest components for what I really like about IBC and the concept.
0: You know, uh, Nelson used to say that IBC makes for a very stress-free life. And and it's kind of what you just said is, you know, I mean, I, I really feel fortunate that through this, you know, COVID stuff that we have um, I mean, we've really been taking advantage of opportunities, and when those opportunities arise, cash is king. And um, you know, we—I bought a car, a business, and a house—all in the like at the peak, the peak week when they were telling us that the world was coming to an end, so to speak. <laughs> and uh, my wife's like, "Do you really think that's smart?" I'm like, "Yeah, doing the opposite of what everybody else is doing is smart, right?" The majority's never, as Nelson would tell you, the majority's never been right about anything.
1: That's true. And there are so many other, um, I guess things I was exploring as it related to investing. And there are so many other opinions out there and ways to go about it. And they either felt a little bit shiesty, a little shady, or I just needed a lot more, I think, investment knowledge before pursuing them. And it's like, oh, the next step is not jumping into some very complex, you know, investing strategy or real estate strategy. It really is the next step is building that bank and really becoming our own banker first. And then once we build that to a place where we feel good and are ready, we can pivot, you know, and actually use those funds to do those strategies. So that's been something that's really been helpful for my husband and I and just our, our peace of mind on that front. And then it gives us that time to get educated, I think, on some other strategies we want to explore, knowing that in the meantime, we are, you know, we are building that uh, IBC bank up. Yeah,
0: yeah. You know, what's interesting about that is I always tell people that this is a participatory sport. And since you're in Hawaii, I'll use this. This example is I love watching the um, Ironman um, competition. Every, it com- normally comes on TV around December on national TV, and I love watching it. Right. But I'm not Great. participating. I'm not getting the benefit of the Ironman running the Ironman because I'm not running it. I'm just watching it. Right. And infinite banking is a participatory thing. Like, just like you said, you're, you're educating yourself. Well, if we were training for the Ironman, we'd be training. What's the difference between training and education? Well, maybe you have a coach when you're training, right? But you're, you're educating yourself to say, what strategies do I want to take advantage of? And when you look at the other strategies that you saw out there on the internet and saw out there in the universe is it's always trying to make the advisor is the hero, like the advisors, the smartest person. And, 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 you know, what, what infinite banking does is it makes the client or the the person using infinite banking, the hero. I'm the hero of my system. You're the hero of your system. It's not like create tailwind or Jim Oliver is the hero showing you Mindy how to, and your husband, how to do this. It's, it's enabling or showing you the path and then you decide. And that's, what's so cool about it is, you know, you, you get the benefit and you get to be the hero of the story.
1: That's such a good point. And I think that when I'm looking at my policy, it it does feel very much mine and it feels like we are in charge of what we do with it and where it's not just some guru out there who's told us, oh, we should do X with our dollars or invest in their X, Y, or Z, you know, plan fund, um, yeah. strategy. It's really like, oh, we get to decide and we have conversations about our IBC fund all the time. And now we're about ready to contribute for this next year. And we're like, it, it's so exciting now. It's like, we actually did it. We saved our money and we're ready to fund it. And then it's, it, it gets us excited and talking about what and how we want to use that money in a way that serves our family.
0: You know, Mindy, I almost forgot something too. Cause I remember when we first got started, If I remember right and correct me if I get any of this wrong, but you know, you, you understood the concept. You're, you applied for the policy, but then you kept on educating yourself and you came back before we actually got approval and you said, Hey, I don't want to do the amount I was thinking. I want to do a bigger amount because I want more money in my bank, which that always, that always happens when people get it. They think, Hey, wait a minute. The point isn't to put as little as possible in this. It's to put as much as possible in this, right?
1: That's so true, yeah, I think it was five times what we were planning to originally put in, um cause when you showed me the numbers, I'm like, oh, I think we want to do more than that, and, and it was I had to convince my husband of it and show him the numbers, but when I actually showed him the numbers and he saw. Um, oh, this is the guaranteed. This is what is an expected rate of return. His eyes just kind of—you could see like the the light go on in his eyes and realizing the power there. If all we had to do was this one simple step, was like, oh, just start the policy and get that ball rolling, and our family will be set.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So let's let's shift gears a little bit here. You're dealing with a lot of business owners and entrepreneurs and and people, um, and that's who you deal with every day, right?
1: Correct. Yes. So
0: what are you seeing, Mindy? Because I think it's so important. And I know we all have our good days and bad days sometimes. And if we leave the TV off, we probably will have a better day when we're thinking about this, this uh, coronavirus situation. But what are you seeing from a mindset or action standpoint of people that are are thriving through this or or at least maybe doing doing well through this versus people that are really struggling?
1: Yeah, I think that's been fascinating for me, especially during this time is really watching people and how they're reacting or being proactive in how they're approaching the situation. I've noticed such a mindset um, when people feel challenged, it's like they either shy away and they kind of hide and wait till things are over or they decide to embrace the challenge and look for the opportunities. And I think that also kind of ties into the IBC as well in that you feel empowered when you have set a foundation and a strong financial base. And also that applies to the mindset. So when you set that strong foundation and you've actually been working very hard at strengthening your mindset, whether it's through self-care practices or getting your business ready and healthy um, or whether it's your relationships and strengthening those. I think all of that ties together and it gives you a sense of resilience that you can actually face things. You can actually address problems in a proactive manner without that fear driving the decision. And so the people I see thriving right now are those who have actually built that base or working towards building that base and are looking through a different lens than what the media is telling us to be afraid, um, to hold back, you know, to protect and really looking for those opportunities, ways that we can contribute, ways that we can bring positivity or positive change to our communities. So that's really what I'm seeing. And it's it's inspiring on one hand. And then when you see the negative news, that, that can be kind of sad. I try to turn off that TV as much as possible. Yeah. Um, but I think fi- looking for those inspirational stories and ways to Um, inspire each other, I think is really what's going to help us grow through this instead of shirk away.
0: You know, I I love what you just said, because I always, you know, there's a great quote, adversity introduces a person to themselves. And, you know, it's okay to figure out things you're not good at and things that that are areas of development or weaknesses, because you can always work on those. But if you never actually analyze where your areas that you need to work on are. Then And so adversity kind of makes those areas show up of where, you know, where's your weaknesses, where are your strengths, you know, what things can you build on. But, you know, I think the biggest thing is, is serving other people and trying to help other people. It's really, you know, it's it's. Um, it's when you have that servant mindset and you're helping other people get what they want. And like Zig Ziglar said, if you help enough people get what they want, you'll get what you want and more. And, and uh, it's really having that attitude. And through this, you know, I I've had some people reach out to me that's that have never done a zoom meeting or done a virtual meeting. And we've done virtually um all of our meetings since uh for the last five years uh using zoom and, that's how we met you uh, via mm-hmm. Zoom. And, and, you know, it, I'm just very comfortable on Zoom. And I guess some people aren't, weren't, I'm sure there are a lot more people comfortable now. But, um, you know, just trying to show them here, here's, here's a few ways that you can have a better Zoom meeting. Here's some of the things that you need. Here's some of the technology that helps. But, um, when we think of communicating and being able to reach out to our clients in a different way, you know, talk about how social media and maybe in particular LinkedIn, your, I don't want to say your, that's one of your areas of um, uh, of expertise, right? Um, talk about how that helps people communicate.
1: Yeah, I think it's a great way to talk about the communication and what we can do now. And I think LinkedIn is a great platform, especially if you are in the B2B space. Um Facebook has also been good for some people, too. So I think it's really finding a digital channel and way to communicate with your people, wherever they may be, and to show support. And I think with COVID, it is not as easy to just say, let's go grab coffee. Um, It is much more difficult to schedule meetings for some people that are accustomed to more of that in person. But I think when you are intentional about reaching out and you have a good motive and you are out there to help people, I think that shines through and that authenticity and that helpful spirit, it's just, it comes through your messaging, but it is thinking through how you can reach out to the right people in the best way and show support. And I don't think it's necessarily saying, you know, uh, the typical, Oh, I know everyone's struggling with COVID right now and you know, I'm here to help. I think you really need to get a lot more specific. You really need to understand who your people are that you're trying to connect with whether if it's a cold audience you need to think through you know what their pain points are what are they, what are they possibly struggling with how can you help them in some way it's not a sales pitch it's not something that can be automated it really does depend on that one to one relationship doing your homework up front and reaching out in a genuine authentic way and then for those you're already connected with it doesn't hurt to just be supportive and like reach out and just check on people and see how they're doing. Um, If you notice that they're posting something on social media or they've launched a new product, or maybe they've been a little more quiet than normal, it doesn't hurt to reach out and just, you know, let them know that you're there and that you're there to support. And if there's a way that you can help them look for that and offer that to that person.
0: You know, what you just said is so important because, you know, the, 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 um, I, I agree with you. The, the, when, when we, when we think about just staying in touch, there's a lot of different ways of staying in touch, you know, back in the day and still today, this is, this is a great idea is handwritten notes. But, you know, when, when you like something or comment on somebody's article that they might post or something, you're letting them know that, Hey, you're watching, you're listening, you're, you're, you're tuned in. But, you know, the, the other part of it is, you know, if, let's say I had, I don't even know. I'll just make up a number. Let's say I had a hundred people that were, and that'd be pretty low to have a hundred people in my LinkedIn network. But then if I worked with you and, and, and you helped me build that network. So if I'm just thinking of somebody that hasn't really sold anything or, or, or advertised their product uh, via social media, but if you could help me build that network to a couple thousand people now all of a sudden i could have a webinar explaining an offering that i have again to serve people try to help them and um i i could do that and without ever leaving my without ever leaving my 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 office right
1: Yes. And I think that's the beauty. And it's going back to what we were talking about the opportunities and the challenges. And so people who are looking at it through a different lens see, oh, this is an opportunity. I have more time that I can contribute to helping more people. So how can I scale what I've been doing? Maybe I've been doing in-person meetings or, you know, giving presentations in my local community, but how can I expand that and help more people? So I think it's looking for those opportunities to do that. And if you haven't yet done that, online now is the perfect time to do it because the landscape is shifting it is changing and those who do not get on board and embrace the digital way of interacting with each other are going to get left behind so in terms of your business in terms of your career whether you're looking for a job that next move or you are looking to build your business and your connections and strengthen that network um Need to think digital and it really is, it does start with your LinkedIn and your profile and really building up those connections. And that does take time. It does take some thinking through who those people are that should be in your network. And then there is that proactive element of reaching out and starting conversations. But that's the beauty of it. You get to connect with more people. And I think that's one of my favorite parts of what I do is kind of the matchmaking element is helping people get connected to the people that they want to connect with and then watching those relationships happen and it's it's such a beautiful thing to see, especially now, because we are so I, I feel like we we're lacking the social connection that we had before COVID, especially. So how are we filling that need to connect with other humans when we are limited in our in-person interactions? And this is one way to go about it in a way that serves everyone. It serves you because you're giving of yourself. You're giving of your time. You're reaching out. It serves the other person because there is a need that you can help them fill. Uh, so it's really such a win-win situation.
0: Yeah, that is, you're exactly right. And I love uh, your passion for it too and your enthusiasm, Mindy. Um, If people want to learn more, give out those resources that you just gave out a few minutes ago.
1: Yes. So if you want to learn more and you're interested, I am at mindyrosser.com and also theconversioncompany.com. So you can look me up there and you can also look me up on LinkedIn. That's probably the easiest place to find me. Just type in Mindy. It's Mindy with an I Rosser and you can connect with me there and let me know you heard me here and it'll be great to connect.
0: Awesome. Mindy, so what tell me of one, two or three books that you've been reading lately that have uh, made an impact on you that you'd recommend to people in the audience?
1: Yes. One that I really like is that I'm in the middle of right now is The Illuminated Mind. And it's a really good book if you're trying to dive deeper into meditation. And really strengthening your mindset and your ability to focus and mindfulness and that sort of thing. So it's, it's, it's pretty heavy. I can't read a lot at one time. I usually have to read about 10 minutes and then digest. Um, but it's really good if you are trying to strengthen your meditation practice. Um, on the marketing side of things, and a book I read recently is New Sales Simplified. And there's one chapter in there that I found really helpful for those who are going through like rebranding their companies and really working on positioning. Um, So chapter eight, if you're curious about marketing and positioning and sales in the new world, that's a really good book to read. So those are two of the ones I've recently read. I really enjoyed.
0: You know, um, some of the comments that you made made me think about a book that I uh, read called content networking. And, um, and really his point in the book was you find people that you think would be your ideal client, you reach out to those types of people, right? I mean it seems right. It seems like uh I don't wanna it's I don't wanna say it seems obvious, but then those types of people, then you know, you find out where you could collaborate with those people, right? Maybe you have a podcast, maybe you want them to write a blog for something that, you know, in in because of their expertise, and it's it's kind of then becomes a reciprocal Situation. And I think that's, that's really important. Um, you know, when you said the, the meditation, um, it's interesting because my, my wife's, um, very into meditation and we do, um, some meditation called heart math, which is really kind of a cool, mm-hmm. um, um, system. And I'm, I'm telling you, I struggle with it because I struggle sitting still. For five minutes, but when I do it, I feel so much better. But you know what is like a moving meditation for me and that I've just kind of gotten into over the last, uh, months and maybe a year is, uh, road cycling. So being out on yeah. my road bike and it's, it's like, you know, your legs are just kind of pumping away and you're out there for an hour, two hours. And, and it's just this, you know, this, this. I don't know. It's just like a moving meditation. And it's interesting because my brain just I go through all the issues that I need to get rid of. And then once I get rid of them, the rest of the ride is just this peaceful, just kind of meditative state. It's very cool.
1: Yeah. On that note, I yes. Similar. I recently took up surfing. So now that we're here on Oahu and It is, I would say, one of the most amazing experiences for me from a meditation standpoint. It's if I'm stressed, I notice that if when I go to the ocean and I touch the water, touch the sand and just go out on the waves, you can't think about anything else except that next wave. And so like the focus and the mindfulness um, that it has helped me build over time has been incredible. And it is a very grounding experience, too. So I think there is something to moving meditation and really finding what works for you and that may shift over different periods of time so i think it's being open
0: yeah yeah i think you're i think you're right about the surfing by the way it's been a long time i don't even want to tell you how long it's been over 40 years since i surfed but um growing up in california but um i would tell you that yeah that's you could definitely see where these these people that just that's all they do is surf and hang out and you know you could see where they get into the, where that could happen right i mean uh i could definitely see where that's just what it's all about but the the ocean is 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 exactly what you said you know i love being around the ocean and you know we have the gulf of mexico here in southwest florida it's not hawaii and it's not southern california and the waves and i would i would definitely tell you those two air, i mean there's no waves here but um people think there are but there aren't uh, <laughs> but uh but it's just being in the ocean and enjoying the sun and the and the ocean and you know we were at the beach uh last saturday and we saw these manta rays and i thought there can't be manta rays but no, these things were massive. It was like a car going by out there, this little pod oh. of manta rays. And uh, it's just its just amazing when you really just the, – the the ocean is just an amazing thing.
1: It is, and I think it just – especially now, I think we the more that we can get into nature, um, the more that we can get in touch with ourselves and really use this time wisely. It's like we've been in go, go, go mode with – just overall in our culture. And it's like, Oh, well, here's an opportunity to pause to actually enjoy and appreciate nature in a way that feeds our souls. And so I think it's, it's a beautiful thing. Get out in nature.
0: Absolutely. Those are, that's a, probably a great place to wrap it up. Mindy is, uh, is that's great advice. I was going to ask you if you had any famous last words, but I'm going to, I'm going to use those as your famous last words. (laughs) Uh, Well, thank you, Mindy, for coming on. And thank you for being a client and thanking Thank you for being an inspiration to people, to show people, you know, you got to break away from the herd. If you want to be, if you want to get different results than everybody else, you can't do what everybody's doing. And, you know, like we said earlier is the majority's never been right about anything. So you got to be different. So Mindy, thank you so much for coming on. And until next time, I'm Jim Oliver, your host of Breakaway Wealth. Don't stay in the herd. Want to become your own banker and build wealth on your own terms? We'd love to help. Go to createtailwind.com to learn more and schedule a complimentary consultation.